Welcome to the Inherent Identity Podcast, a place where you can learn the secrets to living as the best version of you. It's not about changing. It's not about becoming. It's about remembering. It's about recovering what you've always had within you, but you just keep getting distracted and you just keep forgetting. Join me, your host, Tyson Bradley, as we discover the practical steps for easily and effortlessly creating a lifestyle that lasts. Hey everybody, it is Tyson, and right now I am at the Mesa Airport. Now, let me tell you a quick story about how I got here, mainly because it teaches some things and it's interesting, but my parents had a storage unit that was filled with all their stuff, having served a mission in New Jersey. They kept all their stuff there, nearby our house in the storage unit, and they have found a house here in Queens Creek, Queens Creek, Arizona. And so now, uh, we wanted to help them move down. They found a house, and and so we got a U-Haul, loaded it up, and my older brother, who lives down here in Arizona, was planning on flying up to help my dad drive the U-Haul down to Arizona and his wife got sick and that means he needed to be home to take care of his kids which is valid and it's good but to have my dad drive the 10 to 12 hours from Spanish Fork Utah to Queens Creek Arizona it's not the greatest thing and I think both my brother and I would agree that we didn't want dad to make that drive alone. And of course my mom was willing and able to do so, but we also thought that she probably wouldn't want to drive the truck either. So because it wasn't just, it's the biggest U-Haul they had and we were um, towing a trailer as well. So it's not the easiest thing to drive. And so needless to say, uh, they weren't anticipating that I would even volunteer to to help my dad drive, but talking with my wife offered and they accepted, and it would require that we get a one-way ticket from from Arizona to to Salt Lake City or to the Provo Airport, and so that's kind of what we did. We worked it out and bought the ticket. Everything seemed to work out pretty good. I was supposed to uh, leave here on Sunday. And I sent my wife the ticket information Saturday night. And she reached out to me in the morning and said, Hey, listen, did you realize that your ticket is for September 24th instead of September 3rd? (laughs) And... As you can imagine, I'm just like, oh my goodness, in our haste and trying to figure everything out last minute, we bought the wrong ticket. So I call my parents and just talk with them about what's going on. And, and someone's just like, well, just go purchase any kind of ticket um, to get home at a time. And, you know, it's, it's interesting with all these things that happen in life, right? Uh, my brother's wife getting sick and things just happening the way they do and me just even having the thought, uh, you know, I could go down, I could drive down, it wouldn't be a 
a big problem. So I took that opportunity to really think about and even prayerfully consider what if I'm supposed to be here? What if I'm supposed to be in Arizona for a reason? There's things that I need to do. Uh, obviously, it's the reason that I I thought to uh, come down here and offer and drive down to Arizona with my dad. And so, as I perfectly considered that, I felt the need to stay. So, by this time that I'm like praying about this, and the time that we actually found out about the ticket was after the fact that I had driven all the way down to Arizona. So we made the trip, made it safe and sound. It was great. It was great. We did have a close call of a car hydroplaning in front of us in St. George, and he slid off the road right in front of us and almost crashed into him. But luckily, everyone was safe. That car didn't crash. It just slid off the road. But we ended up being safe, and it was uh, Sunday morning. I was planning on flying out uh, Sunday day, but Sunday morning my wife realized that the ticket was for not the right day. So glad she caught that and ended up in that kind of morning time, the great time that I like to prayerful, be prayerful and ponder. And so I, I was praying. I was writing down my prayer and talking with the Lord about it and just felt the need to stay. Now, I, and I want you to, I want to just highlight for me what that experience is like. Because I think it does kind of, it is a little different for people, but I've seen some patterns in the way people might describe how the Spirit works with them or what it might feel like and what it might, what the sensations might be. But for me, as I write down my prayer and as I am thinking through and talking to the Lord about what's going on with my life, I ask questions. And I would recommend that you ask questions. Questions don't just get the mind thinking, but they allow an opportunity for intuition, insight, the spirit to be able to speak to you. So I asked the question, you know, should I stay? Because I was looking at just a few tickets, whether I would leave on that Sunday or whether I would go and leave the following day, uh, Labor Day, which is today, uh, and help my parents move in, you know, unload everything and and so, as I looked at the tickets, I saw that there was a Monday night <clears throat> flight and decided, you know, I think that that's what would be best. That's kind of what I'd like to do. And, you know, what, what also, what I felt inside was, I guess I would describe the sensation as a warmth in my chest, a, uh, a vibration that occurs simultaneously between my heart and my head. And usually when that is the case, that is my signal that, yes, that is a good decision, or that is a decision that works, or uh, go ahead and move forward kind of thing. So that was the way I kind of felt the experience. Felt what I considered to be confirmation from God. And what was also fascinating was just my wife's support. Because 
to go to different things or to be away is hard. I mean, we've got three kids now, and to be alone with them is not the most fun or is not the easiest. So she was very approving. And she said, you know, if you want to stay, I fully support that. And to me, that was also somewhat of a sign, just the fact that she was so supportive and willing. And so I bought the ticket for Monday evening. I was able to help my parents all day today as I'm recording this. And I was also able to have time on yesterday to have some beautiful and wonderful and amazing discussions with my brother. And I just, I don't know what part of my being here was divine or needed or whether just whether it was for me or whether it was for other people, but I feel more connected with my family. And that's awesome and beautiful and wonderful. And I guess I just wanted to come on here to not only just share this experience, because we never really know why things happen the way they do. And sometimes we get caught up in the idea that things should go a certain way. And I had this awesome conversation Sunday morning with the members of the Inherent Identity family. Every Sunday, well, every day, we get together at 6 a.m. Mountain Time, and we have prayer, meditation, and kind of a time for receiving and a time for connecting with each other. And it's powerful. And I've been doing it almost a whole year. Almost every single day I've been spending this time meditating, praying, and receiving. And people have been really transformed by it. And we're really bringing it out to a lot of different people, uh, those that are interested and if you listening are interested in something like that, you may think, I've got my own time, I've got my own space, I have a, you know, a thing that I like to do at that time. We're, we're looking to expand in, in various ways and offer more times, but I would just highly recommend this experience just because it is so powerful. But every Sunday we get together and we have kind of a more robust discussion a longer discussion about various topics. And I introduced the idea of, in the question of <clears throat> when God does things or when he doesn't answer the way in which we think the answer should come. Or bad things happen to us and we go about life and we think God promised that he would comfort us. I mean, there's scriptures that like, I will not leave you comfortless. That's what Christ told his disciples. He would send the Holy Ghost to be with the disciples, to help them and to support them. And if those promises are available to us today, or we think even some of the ideas of, you know, if I keep the commandments, then I'm going to be blessed, right? So we have these promises that are extended to us. And prophets and apostles, they extend promises. Missionaries that go and teach the world, they extend promises. I think there are times when I have extended promises. And what if those promises aren't fulfilled? Or what if when someone 
shares, I promise, we kind of put in our minds what we think that promise should look like. Now, if you've been listening any time or if you're familiar with the idea of should, anything that we think should happen and doesn't, creates a gap, creates frustration, really. And we're left with this feeling of disconnection and separation. So how do we reconcile this? How do we operate in a world where God, even through scriptures, seems to make these promises that are very clear? I will not leave you comfortless, for example. And then we go through a hardship and we don't feel any comfort. How do you reconcile that? That you plead and plead and you act and you pray and nothing happens. And as I, as we discussed and talked about this idea, really what came about from the discussion, what I walked away with in summary, was that anytime that you make a rule for how things should pan out, you're attaching yourself to a certain outcome. And any form of attachment to how we think things should go creates suffering because if it doesn't go exactly the way in which we have envisioned, then we're left upset, we're left with disconnection. But if we open ourselves up to the idea that it could go this way, or that scripture could mean that we won't experience any discomfort, but I don't think that's true because I've experienced lots of discomfort. And is Heavenly Father the kind of person that just wants us to have a comfortable life? Maybe, or maybe not. And this is partly why it's so helpful and important why I teach and wrote about in a chapter of my book, Reclaim Your Inherent Identity, this idea that we have to understand the character and the nature of God. And I don't know if I can really do that in any other way unless I'm talking with them and reading scriptures and pondering those kinds of things. So with these kinds of questions, okay, why did you not fulfill the promise of being comforted? And the idea of disconnecting from our expectations and what we think should happen, that provides a sense of relief. That provides a sense of connection because we're not holding God to anything, but we're opening the door to the way in which God would like to bless us and believing that he would like to bless us is a good thing or a helpful thing to believe. That even though we're going through the muck of a situation or a, a problem, that we can remember that God is for us. And as we continually remember and reflect on the idea that God is for us, then we'll see the evidence. But if we're always thinking about how God is not for us, how these things aren't working the way we they should be, then we're left disconnected. We're left in this place of frustration, thinking that things should be different than they are, and that people should be different than they are. And if we just operate from the basis of, okay, what is your thinking creating in terms of how you feel, and you feel frustrated, then that thinking, that way of thinking in my mind, is not of God. 
It's like it is not godliness. It does not lead you to more light and more love and more life. But those things that do lead to more light and more love and more life, those are the things of God. So for me, it is throwing away even the rules that I have around God's promises. That I just know that God is for me, that that is part of his nature and character, that he does desire my happiness, and that he does delight in blessing me in various ways, and that I still can and love to pray for things and deliberately ask God for things, but that doesn't mean that I expect that those things will be delivered or that they're going to be delivered in the way that I want to, which is why a lot of times I, whenever I ask for things, I'm also saying the, the phrase, or something better, and opening myself up to the idea that God could bless me with this, or something better, now, or something better may be that I go through some hardship and I learn some skills instead that bless me for a lifetime and help build my character, which in the future, when I reflect back on, I would be so glad for, versus living a life where everything is peachy, everything is awesome, Nothing goes wrong, and I learn nothing. I don't learn any skills. I don't grow in any way. I'm not led in any path towards healing or towards helping other people. And that's really the, the power in all of this. So the thing about these rules, that's the first thing. And then the second thing is it's just opening up to suffering. And allowing life to be hard. If you can do these two things. One, not place a rule upon what God should or should not do for you. And then two, open up and allow for God to bless you in miraculous ways. And believe, maybe a third thing, and believe that he wants to do such things. Wants to support you. That even through the struggle, he does want to give you strength if we lean on him or seek for his help, then what that sets us up for is the, I guess, the best frame of mind, the best frame of spirit, the best opportunity for change, because we're not resisting what is in our current life. We're not expecting things should be a certain way. And so it just opens the door for us to be our best selves and allow for the best to come to us. So it's this high faith that everything is going to work out in the best way and this high allowance of being willing to accept amazing things. And that amazing thing may be the struggle and to know that God will support us in it. So I hope all this makes sense as I'm just talking it out, trying to spell this out and trying to just offer to you the opportunity to see things a little differently. And that the next time you're going through a problem, notice whether or not you're creating a rule of how you think God should respond and how you think God should answer your prayer. And maybe instead of holding to that, you let go of it and you say, I want this Heavenly Father or something better. And to allow there to be hardship. And that through this suffering, you're actually going to be connecting with God more. Through the suffering, you're actually going to be partaking in the atonement of Jesus Christ. You're going to become more at one with him because it is through our suffering that we increase in relationship. It is through our suffering 
that we increase the most in our relationships. So take that, ponder it, and then we'll see you again next week. Okay, bye everyone. Hey, do you want to create your best life? Do you want to live into it? If that's you, I want you to come and check out inherentidentity.com. This is the place where you get to learn the easy and effortless way to living into your dreams. So once again, come check out InherentIdentity.com. We'll see you there.